Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? G. Cobb in the House. VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren. I'm with our buddy G. Cobb. And G., are you, uh, are you keeping an eye on what's going on here out in L.A.? Yeah, I know what's going on. Yep. yep. I mean, Pedro Pedro Martinez pitches his rear end off. He, he goes through seven. He has the one nothing lead, which let's be honest, isn't really enough for any bullpen. Uh, you know, it, it's just not. And so this is twice in a row, and this is my problem. I don't remember Chase Utley doing these things during the season. They get a double play ball. Uh, they're in a little trouble. They get the double play ball. Flip to Utley. And he sends it into the dugout again. He did it last night, and it kept the inning alive. He airmailed it uh, after J- Jimmy Rollins double-clutched it a little bit. And then he does it again today. It keeps the inning alive. One Pierre scores to tie the game at one. And that inning is still going on. Uh, Madsen came in and got a strikeout. The inning should be over. It's not. Now it's 2-1. to one, And Manny Ramirez is at the plate. Well, it, it's over. You know, uh, Manny popped out. But... Oh, you know the thing. The thing is, you know, um, I, I don't know what it is. Clearly, it's the kind of thing where you know, um, you know, he's thinking about something. He's got something down there in his mind. Um, because even last night, you know, even though you know he did double clutch it, uh, he he had time to make a good throw. Yeah. You know, um, the thing is, is that you really kind of see why he plays second base. You know. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens. They don't put the best fielders on the team at second base. Well, you you can see that his arm is not you know it's it's just not it's not natural. It just doesn't just doesn't look good. You know uh, the way he throws the ball. Yeah. Just True. just doesn't look good. That you know, uh, and you see other things. I mean, like you see, he's got that compact swing, which uh, it looks good. Um, you know, you know with um, with Jimmy Rollins when he wants to. Man, he throws a BB over there first. Yes, he does. And you can see he can throw. Yeah. Chase Utley does not throw. It just doesn't throw good. It doesn't look good. It's a second baseman's throw. He flicks the ball. He kind of just flips yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of flicks it. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't look good. It's just not a good throwing motion. But anyway, you know, it, 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 the kind of thing where, um, you know, you're not going to play a perfect series. Um, you, you'd hope, though, that you wouldn't, it, you know, you don't, you don't want to give them anything. Uh, where you hand it to them, and you know they have it. You know, uh, LA's not out of the woods yet. You know, uh, the Phillies have shown that they are very, very tough, tough-minded group. They are, and the top of the order comes up now too. Yeah, they, you know, they're a tough-minded group, and um, um, the thing uh, that I, I, I'm really, you know, and I, I had been talking to last week. I mean. Uh, I, I don't think that really, even you know, with Chase and the era and everything. Um, 
you know, these guys being around Philadelphia so much, you know, people take them for granted, you know. And, and really, uh, you, you've got some guys that could very well be Hall of Famers that you're looking at. And uh, with, uh, with Rollins, Utley, and, and Howard, you know, and um, they're in the prime of their career. Huh. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to see them ruin, you know, um, you know, blow their opportunities, though, you know, w- w- with, uh, with something that could have been avoided. You don't want to see them do that. But, um, you know, they're here on center stage, and, you know, they, they, they are uh, they're extraordinary uh, players. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, uh, I don't count them out until they're dead any time they're playing because, uh, well, we, we, we've seen that already, that, Oh, I agree. I mean, they can they can come out and they can put up seven runs in the in the top of the ninth and, and not think anything of it. And really, you know, it, it is putting too much maybe on the chase because it is such a close game. Well, that one throwing error. Well, when your well, pitcher gives you no. that, gives you I that mean, kind of an. I mean, he, you, you know, he knows he run. can't do that. I mean, they, they they're a better team than that. Where a play that they're supposed to make now a hard play, okay, but uh, a a a, um, a routine play they're supposed to make. Right, right, and it, it was it was compounded by the fact that you didn't leave yourself any margin for error, and this is what happens when you don't leave yourself any margin for error. Well, you know, this is, you know, not like I said, it's a routine play. He's supposed to make the play. As for margin for error, look, <laughs> if they won the game one nothing, you know, that's just as good as twelve to one. I mean, this this is this is not uh, this is you know. Next to the World Series, this is it. So whatever you do to get to a W, uh, you you know you, you know hey I mean um, uh, you, you got to give Padilla uh, a pitch a good game. He did pitch a good game. He's a former Philly also, and and one of the things I'm watching. This is what I can't figure out. He has a very um, he's got good movement on his fastball. Padilla does. Yeah, it, it moves. It was, it was definitely very. It was moving. Man, it was moving. It was moving real well, but that's all he throws. I've never seen a major league level pitcher get away with one pitch like that. And he mixed it up a little more today. I saw him throw a few uh, off-speed pitches. Mm-hmm. For the most part, he just comes at you with that fastball. Well, I tell you what, the way that thing was moving, it was it was moving. Uh, you know, and and I, you know, I, that that is unusual for you know major leaguer to be able to pick, to to do to do much with one pitch because. Um, you know, you got these guys, they'll sit on one pitch <laughs> and they'll make you pay for throwing it. So, you know, that's unusual, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I tell you this, Ryan Howard, he is, uh, you know, you know, and, and people will still next year when he strikes out, Oh, that Ryan, Howard, look, <laughs> this guy, okay, has had an RBI, I think in 12 straight, po- I mean, uh, a, a hit or something. A rich base or whatever it is in twelve straight postseason games. Yeah. Okay. The guy carried them last year in September. He just said, "You know what, fellas, we're going to win this thing." So the dude had the greatest September or the greatest month in the history of the Phillies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you still got people complaining now. You know the guy does not hit all the time and he strikes out and everything. But my goodness, the guy is a clutch baseball player. I mean, and that's the reason he drives in so many runs. He might not get to hit what he drives in runs, and ultimately, 
when when you are uh, when the game is decided, it ultimately comes down to whoever scores the most runs. It's not how many guys get on base. It's not how many hits somebody gets. It's how many runs, and the guy produces runs. Right. So uh, I think he can make argument all the time as for being the most valuable player on the Phillies and the most valuable player in the league. I think he's always got good arguments because the, the guy's numbers are incredible, man. Just, just flat out incredible. He's like one of uh, a very, very small number of players. I'm trying to think what the stat was. It was uh, to, uh, for National League players to have 140 RBIs in four straight seasons. I don't know how you argue with that kind of production. Like you said, well, okay, whatever the strikeouts are, he didn't get a ton of hits. When he does hit the ball, he makes it count. And somebody's coming home, whether it's him, whether it's people on base, he comes out, he just drives the ball so well. I just can't imagine if you're an opposing pitcher. Like in this situation, you have Broxton trying to close this thing out. Um, you know, it's a situation where you can't let Utley get on. Because you no. can't have Howard come to the plate. You can't have it. There's just He's too good. And when he's hitting the ball well, he's as good as anybody in baseball. And, and I would take him up there. I mean, I, I don't even know if I've Well, you know, the bottom line is well. if, he comes, if he gets up there, yeah, you, you're, just, you're, you're a swing away from losing the thing, man. Because this guy, you know, and, and you know when he gets into his groove, and he starts hitting home runs to left field and everything. You can't pitch to him. You cannot pitch to the guy. Uh, and, you know, it, it, uh, it, it, it's just and, – and then, you know, you could go into things and talk about these other guys. You could talk about Utley and, and, and the great player uh, he is and things and all that. And you could talk about Rollins. It, it, it's just that, um, uh, you know, some of the things that, that, um, that Howard is doing – has never been done, or rarely ever been done in the history of the game. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, there's nobody that started out their career just throwing up those kind of numbers year after year after year after year. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, could you imagine if Tomei wasn't on this team and he was able to come up, uh, you know, when he was 23 or, or something like that? Oh, man. I mean, his, his, his numbers would be off the charts. I mean, now he's getting close to 30. He, you know, he, he did get a late start. Yeah. But like you said, he still, when he came in, and he's just been like that. He's been phenomenal. He's the big reason why this lineup is so devastating. Because if you make, you make a mistake to Rollins or a Victorino or Utley, and you put people on for this guy. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're sitting there the uh, with basically a knife to your throat, you know? Yeah. You, you know you that if you, you make a mistake, yeah, well, they lost it. Well, okay, and, and so, so there goes that. It's a, it's a frustrating loss, G, because... If, if they're able to win that, and, and you know what, let's start out with the fact that, first of all, all you're looking to do is split when you go yeah. on the road for these things. That's what you're looking well, to do. Well, you know, I mean, if, 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 if you win this one, I mean, they're, 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 I mean they're, they're, they're not going to make it out of Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I, if, they, if they win this game and then you send Lee out, you want to talk about a stranglehold on someone. Oh, man, you, I mean, you really are, you know. <laughs> and then they could have they conceivably been up 2-0 before the Yankees swung a single bat. I mean, because then if you could get, if, if God forbid, you could have gotten out of there quicker yeah. and actually rest your guys but while, while the Angels and Yankees beat up on each other and get their yeah. pitchers all exhausted. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's a big-time advantage. I mean, end of the day, though, they, they won a World Series last year. They should be just proud to even be back there. I know that's not how you're supposed to look at it. Well, you know, I, I know that they, uh, you know, they should go and just try to win the thing. I mean, you know, they've, they've got a good enough team. They know they can beat the Dodgers. 
And, uh, you know, it, it, you know they, they, I mean, thinking of sweeping them, I mean, it was probably unrealistic to think they're going to sweep them, even though they could have probably. You see they could have won this game today. Um, but uh, despite that, they just need to play the way they're capable of, but they're clearly capable of winning it. Again. So... Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. The Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? We're back on G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren, joined, as always, by the main man, G-Cobb. And we just talked uh, a little bit about the – it was a tough loss for the Phillies. I mean, you got some great starting pitching, but so did the Dodgers. And, you know, these are the games that – this is playoff baseball. This is what happens. You know, that, as far as pure baseball, phenomenal game. Tough for the Phillies. They couldn't come out 2-0, but they still went out. They got the split. So they play on Sunday, and another team in Philadelphia also plays on Sunday. And, gee, I guess we should talk a little bit about the Eagles and the Raiders. Um, the Raiders are, you know, <laughs> the Eagles really hit a streak on this schedule. And, and for the most part, the Giants and Cowboys have, too. And it's one of the reasons why when we talk about all these people ask, well, who's the best team, who's the best team, these guys haven't played anybody. The Giants and the Eagles, they're beating up on the Chiefs and the Buccaneers and now the Raiders. It's kind of tough to tell how good anybody is, and we probably won't know until the next three weeks or so when they hit the, the streak against the NFC East. Uh, the Raiders, are, uh, I don't know how we say it, G. They're not doing so hot right now. They have a uh, former first-round pick, first overall quarterback, who is struggling to say the least. He went 8 for 13 for 100 yards last week, and that was a positive. Uh, this team is they're brutal. I mean, I feel bad for guys like Namdi Asamoah, who is probably the best at his position in football. I'm a huge fan he doesn't have a chance to win every week. If I were him, I'd be, I'd be in that in that GM office every day. Please trade me, trade me. Uh, you know, and actually, you know what? They have some, some talent on the defensive side of the ball, but that offense is terrible. It's bad, and you, you got to think you got to think the Eagles got to come out with a big win this week. Well, you know the the, uh, the, the problems with the, the Raiders. Uh, you, you talk about offensively. Is that clearly there's, there's a there's a whole uh, organizational problem uh, that you've got the guys in there that should be retired. Al Davis, uh, I saw him five years ago coming in with his his uh, breathing tank, his uh, oxygen tank, and he's got a cane. And uh, you got other guys in the front office who are you know uh, past their prime, so to speak. And um, that, that's a major problem. And obviously the, that same incompetence is, is going on in the coaching staff, and, and that's why, you know, you've got a quarterback who uh, won't do put in the kind of work he needs to put in, you know, to be a great player, and uh, yet you select this guy, and you have no idea that he was going to be this way, and, and so you got major problems. Then you got the coach fighting with other coaches, and just all type of uh, uh, problems like that, and, and, and there's, a, there's definitely incompetence. I mean, you draft the wrong wide receiver, you, you know, so uh, there's incompetence, and, and uh, the thing about it is I remember when the organization was as good as it gets. Uh, I remember when uh, the Raiders, if you're going to play the Raiders, boy, you better fasten it up because you're in for a dogfight, that they were kind of team. They, they walked around with a certain um, panache, uh, a certain confidence that, uh, you know, you, uh, that everybody didn't have, and the guys were proud to be Raiders. And now... Uh, they're obviously probably embarrassed to be Raiders. So uh, they've had a, a major fall, and really it's one of the, the bad stories about the NFL 
And I, I hope that in due time they'll be able to do something to rescue that organization because it's really not good for the NFL. And, you know, they have no shot. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. You know, and offensively, they just don't have a clue. And uh, clearly they can be able to blitz them. Now, I'm telling you, all this blitzing and everything, everybody's celebrating all this blitzing. Fine. Defense will look great with all this blitzing. But will they be able to blitz the good teams? Will they be able to just come out and blitz happy the good teams? I can tell you that they won't be able to do that. They've got to be able to get some pressure with their front four, and that's what I want to see them be able to do. Yeah, and that's frustrating because, like you said, the blitzing's fun and all, and it's fun to watch, and you just can't. it's not a base defense. You can't rely on that. So Especially all that blitzing, as much blitzing as they did last week. Come on, you can't blitz that much. Come on. Every other play you're blitzing, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even more than that, it's almost like, you know, they're, they're blitzing uh, three, you know, uh, three out of four plays. Come on, man. You, you can't do that against a good team. No, you can't. And they sent the house against Josh Johnson. Actually, gee, i got to tell you, I like that kid. He, yeah, he I, I, did, I, I did. I, I like some of the things he was doing. He, he actually identified the blitz several times, stood and delivered. His receivers didn't help him a lick. Michael Clayton should be ashamed of himself. I mean, yeah. Jay, when, you were, when you were playing, here's a guy, Michael Clayton, complaining all week, I want to be more involved, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And he's dropping first downs on third down. You know, third down. He's yeah. in position to make a first down catch. He's dropping the ball. Yeah. And you, his teammates got to be looking over like, dude, you need to zip it. And this poor kid, is, he's out there all, essentially all by himself. Yeah, you know they, they they couldn't do anything, and when they could make a play, we're talking about the Buccaneers, obviously. Josh Johnson, a second-year quarterback with a fifth-round pick in '08, and he's doing his best and getting no help. The, the only guy that helped him at all was Kellen Winslow, who, if, if I'm running that offense, I'm throwing it to him every down because Michael Clayton's not getting it done. Antonio Bryant still isn't right. I don't think he's healthy. Uh, he's not what he was last year, and the year before that, he was out of football. So yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't really look all the way healthy. But uh, they, they didn't give the kid much help. And uh, he, did, he did an outstanding job. It, but the thing, he, he, he does, the thing that he has is what can create problems with the, with the blitzing is when you've got a guy back there, you can get back there, but you've got to get the guy to the ground. And he was, he was making little moves and different things, keeping everybody off balance, yeah. and then uh, delivering the football. And the kid uh, had some potential, and I wouldn't be surprised if they upset somebody. Uh, because of that kid, you know, because uh, it's going to give the rest of the guys some hope. Uh, because really, uh, to be to be really honest with you, they should have been in a close game against the Eagles. Yeah. Because really, come on, they were up and down the field on the Eagles, and uh, they should have taken the uh, the field goals, which was the coach's fault. I don't know why he didn't do that. Wouldn't take the field goals. And also, you know, they they made so many mistakes when they were going down there, but they, they were moving the ball against the Eagles. They were, and I couldn't agree more. I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking, are you serious? I, I, they say, well, it's an 0-5 team. Well, if you want to win a game, maybe you play it a little smarter. You're, you're in a dogfight. It's the first quarter, and this is, you know what, this is my same take as the two-point conversion. When people say, you know, it's the second quarter, and they say, oh, if you take the two-point conversion, it gives you three points. It's the second quarter. You take every point you can get because you don't know what the last ten minutes of that game is going to be like. You have no idea what the score is going to be, the situation. It's way too far away. You take every point you can get your hands on. And was it nine points they left on the board? Three field goals, they decided to go for it. And you get toward the end, and you're right, it was a little closer than I think people thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get to the end of that game, that nine points, 
is the difference between whether a touchdown puts you right back in. And, and that's the kind of thing when that's, – that's why they're a bad team because it's not just the quarterback. It's not just the receivers. You've got guys making bad decisions up and down from the coaches on down to the kicker. Uh, and, and that's why the Buccaneers are a dreadful team. I don't know that Raheem Morris is the right guy for that job. I know that's the trend with the young coaches now, but it's not always a good idea. And well, we'll I, see. You know, uh, that's going to take some time. I don't know if he knows. You know, if he knows what he's doing, uh, we will see. Um, but I imagine uh, that uh, that organi- uh, that uh, front office has their hands on things pretty good, probably. You know. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know if Mark Dominic uh, knows what he's doing in a GM, but uh, you have to think. Well, aren't they? They're still paying Gruden, I believe. So I mean, they wouldn't get rid of Raheem Morris and pay somebody else, and then. Yeah, paying him. Yeah, and they've got a guy who pretty much is going to do what they tell him to do. I don't think he's running the team, you know, on his own. He's not. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, oh. we'll see. I mean, if you can imagine, the Eagles play a worse team. This is the worst of the bunch. The Raiders, you know, make the Chiefs and Buccaneers look like the Steelers of the 70s. You know, this is this is good. it just gets worse. And gee, have you seen? I'm trying to remember a time when there's always good and bad teams. I'm trying to remember a time when there was this many, just absolutely no chance to win week in and week out teams in the league. I, I haven't. Uh, I, I really, you know, I, w- I was thinking about that myself. I mean, you've got a quarter of the league. Uh, you know, without a doubt, a quarter of the league is atrocious. It is. It, it's really bad, and the NFL has to be concerned about that. You know, there's there's some teams that need some help here. I don't know what the Rams are doing. Well, you know what? Who knows? At least at least they they seem to be wanting to sell the team. Maybe maybe that gets them going in the right direction. I don't know. But you know, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, the Raiders. You know what? The Redskins are flirting with that too. I don't put them in that low low class yet. Mm-hmm. But if you look at if you look at the decisions the other teams have made, and like the Al Davises to get where they are, how is Dan Snyder operating that much differently? He doesn't draft well. He trades all his picks. Mm-hmm. He signs guys to too much money. Uh, he's got a coach that, that, that is a, a lame duck, probably doesn't know what he's doing. The, the players don't even know he's going to be around next week. That has got to be an awful atmosphere to try and win. And the Eagles have them with it next week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, do, do you see the Redskins heading down the same path as the Raiders, and, and how, how long until they're there? Well, you know, I... Uh, they're definitely headed there because what you have to have is you have to have a clear game plan. Now, you can go out and you can get free agents uh, to, to be uh, you know, in, in different positions uh, to come in as kind of a, an accent, but the main core of your organization can't be built on free agents. You need to build from the draft, and the Redskins have to, have to learn that. Uh, I, I think that also that with the whole quarterback situation, my goodness, how many quarterbacks are they going to go out, uh, go after? But uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll continue talking after the break. G Cobb in the house. We'll be back after uh, a little break in action. to the pros we, we cover everything, cover everything. 
Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport. Speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, everybody, we're back. G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Feel free to give us a call, 888-346-9144, if you would like to vent about the Phillies, or you could talk Yankees, Angels, whatever you want. we got football coming up. Football usually takes precedent. Um, but, you know, G, you mentioned in the last segment uh, <clears throat> with the Eagles blitzing, and uh, can they do that to the good teams? And, and obviously it's not something you want to do, but we're going to find out so much more about this Actually, we're going to find out more about the whole division uh, in the next, say, four weeks or so uh, with the Eagles have the, uh, the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Giants. The Giants, just, they're just the class of the division right now, and they might be a little better than I think uh, we expected them to be because uh, without Burris, you say, well, all right, well, I'm just going to go stop the run and have fun with that, but that has not been the case. they got a league leader in this Steve Smith kid from uh, your, your old USC, Mario Manningham, who was a very productive player in college, uh, just 
you know, for whatever reason, you know, he had a little bit of attitude problems, dropped at the third round in the draft. Nobody knew what they were going to get out of him. They're getting production out of these wide receivers. Uh, Brandon Jacobs actually hasn't been as good as, as we thought he would be. Defense is still there. They do have some injuries, though. I, I have to guess the Giants are the class of the division right now. The Eagles, I think, have an excellent team. I we'll know when they play. I, I can't. I can't put them with the Giants right now. I'd have to go. Uh, I think the Giants are the best. The Cowboys and the Redskins a little worse than we thought. Redskins are definitely worse than I thought they were going to be. And I guess the Cowboys. It's tough to say because gee, you really didn't like the Cowboys this year. You know, they get a win in overtime against Kansas City. That doesn't tell me that they're they're doing all that hot, but. Are the Cowboys kind of what you thought they'd be? Are you are they worse than you thought they'd be? Well, they're kind of what I thought they would be. I mean, um, you know, even you know, you look at that game and they talk about Miles Austin and oh, what a great! It wasn't him. It was the pathetic play of the Chiefs secondary. You can't. I mean, if a guy catches a curl route, you can't tackle the guy. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it just shows how bad they are, really. But but the thing is, I am not impressed with the Cowboys. I I don't I don't know what is it that impresses you. I mean, are, are you impressed uh, necessarily? You no, know, they can run the game, run the ball pretty good, but they're not any monster running game. And right. then when it comes to their passing game, come on, they're they're not consistent. You know, you take away Witten and make him throw outside. Come on. And, and, and you're getting a, a good look at Tony Romo. You're getting a good look at him. And then you look at their defense. Uh, they do some things well at times, but they're not a consistent group. They break down in the secondary. Sometimes you can run the ball on them. I mean, they're not a top-flight team. And uh, that's what I thought. Uh, and and I, I, I thought really that, uh, you know, the reason that they were an outstanding uh, offensive team, you know, they got a big physical running game, and when they had Owens, you put Owens and Witten, and you're really always going to have a guy open to throw the ball to. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, and so you take away Owens, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, willing to let Roy Williams get healthy and everything, but hey, even when he's healthy, he's not, he's not Terrell Owens. He's not. No, and, he's and, not. And he will never be, and so uh, I, I'm not all that pressed. I mean, uh, Tony Romo does some things well, but he's not a great. Uh, he's not a great quarterback to me, and I. I don't think. I think he makes. He just makes too many mistakes. You cannot make that many mistakes, and be a good quarterback in the NFL. You just can't. You 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 got, you cannot turn the ball over, and uh, you cannot do it. And and he he does that too much. He does do that too much, and I, I got to say, I was a little disappointed. I thought more of the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, than you did heading into the season. I thought Roy Williams was going to be better, but even still, no, he's not Terrell Owens, and but Romo's not getting the ball. I mean, the reason he's on the injury report right now is because of Tony Romo. I mean, as soon as he put that ball up there, and Roy Williams went stretching for it over the middle, I just cringed. And sure enough, he got a helmet right in his chest. I mean, that that'll get you killed. Um, and without Roy Williams, now you're really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel with their receivers. Yes, Miles Austin had a good game, but like you said, it was against the Chiefs. Come on. Uh, Patrick Craig. I mean, if the plays where he got all of his yardage, you know, he catches a curl and turns and starts running. And, and, you know, the guy is, like, shocked that he caught it and started to start running. I'm going, you know, those – see, that type of thing, and I don't know how Kansas City got that bad back there. Well, you know, we saw that against against the Eagles. 
Uh, that play by Deshaun Jackson, come on, man. That's not pro ball. <laughs> no, and as soon as he caught that, you knew Deshaun was just going to separate and go. I mean, really it's, it's, those guys, they got, they've got some people back in that secondary that are not NFL players. That, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, they're bad, and, and that goes back to what we're talking about. That they're going to see, they're going to see that with the Raiders this week. There's guys that, that aren't NFL caliber. Uh, you know, I talked to somebody who, who used used to play him. Probably rather not. I didn't repeat it, but you know, I talked to him after that Chiefs game. And he said, "Man, because everybody, we all know, pro football, pro football, and you still have a pro team to go beat." But even he was like, "Man, I like, I thought I was watching a college team. The Chiefs are that bad, and, and the Raiders are that bad, and the Bucks are that bad." I mean, this is all warm-up stuff, uh, and the Giants have been playing them too, and so it's tough to get a read on the Giants too. I mean, did you see what they did to the Raiders? That that game was done at halftime. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they let these teams get this bad. Um, you know, Tampa's got some problems in the secondary, and what they're doing is, I, nah, I I see, you know, they're making a the change and everything, but they don't have the personnel to play those other coverages. They've been playing the Tampa two all those years. You know, really, uh, Rondy Barber can't play out out of there anymore if you don't not play any Tampa too. <laughs> oh, he can't. He can't. He's he, he can't cover anybody. And if you think he's a bad cover guy, you know that guy they had on uh, on on, on uh, Macklin. My goodness, and not to mention the the safety. He he ran right down the field and ran right by the safety, and, and you know it's like the safety, like hello, fellow. You know, he, he's like he he doesn't even know. That, hey, look. This guy's going deep, and they're going to throw the ball to him, and it's it, it just bad. Uh, some of these, you know, and, and if you've got people that bad in your secondary, you know, people can score so fast. I mean, my goodness. Look how quick the Eagles were scoring. My goodness. Well, yeah, and then the Tampa Bay's big weaknesses. They said, well, the, the weakness is the big play. Well, you put that against the Eagles, and you're asking for a blowout because that's one of the things the Eagles can do, and they, they can score very quickly, and they showed that those were not a good match. When you uh, and really, when you think about Eagles, it, too, um, you know, the Tampa offense did a good job by at least holding on to the ball or could have very easily gotten into the 50s without any trouble at all. I mean, you know, they, at least they, they kept the ball and, you know, and, and uh, prevented what, what would have been was just a really ugly game. And some of these teams, how they've gotten so bad, man, and, and the, the fact that you would have a quarter of the league just be total trash. Yeah, and what, 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 what scares me more about that, G, is usually if you have X amount of bad teams, you usually have X amount of good teams. There are some good teams in the NFL. There is nobody in this league that is equally good as the Raiders are equally bad, if you know what I mean. If, for as many bad teams, you would think there would be a bunch of elite teams. So that makes me wonder, is there even enough talent to go around to all 32 teams? Because there well, there's no insane elite team. I mean, the Colts are playing well, but they have their holes. Yeah, they do have their holes. Um, you know, uh, teams that will develop as the year goes on. But you know, I, I think when I when I'm looking, I'm looking at some of these bad teams. Okay, now if you say, well, some of them have gone with the young quarterback like Tampa, but uh, and then they then then they're changing their defense as well. Which uh, you know in the secondaries made them you know a, a real really bad in their secondary. Although so I, do I, I would cut them some slack. Uh, I look at um, okay the Raiders. I can't cut them any slack. They they should not be that atrocious. Uh, but we know some of that stems from their organization. Uh, let's see who else you got. You got the Rams. Dreadful. Dreadful. I mean, 
<laughs> you know what, Jay? I'll, I'll even go so far as to say I don't put the Lions in that low category. They're actually show. They're actually fighting every week. Yeah, you, you know, you're you're right. Uh, you can see the Lions have made it made a change, and 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 they're not uh, they're not Drek. They're uh, they're better than that. Um, let's see what else you got there. Um, and then there's other teams like the Titans that just keep losing, but I don't think anyone thinks of the Titans as that bad of a football team. Yeah, but you know, I, I tell you, you know, uh, you know, they really need to take a look at Jeff Fisher down there. I mean, come on, um, you, you, you're that bad, and, and you and you got a, a guy that you picked the third pick in the draft, and he's not playing, and, and then he's still saying, "Well, no, we're, we're going to stay with Kerry Collins." Come on, how are you going to yeah. stay with Kerry Collins? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta wonder what's going on down there, and you know what? I mean, I, how, how how could you stay with them? You know, what's up, man? How you doing? It also goes to show too how much you miss Hainsworth, how much of a difference maker he is on defense. It's just not the same. It's just not the same not having Hainsworth. And the other team, I think that actually there's two more. Uh, the Browns is definitely. I mean, boy, is Brady Quinn bad? Yeah, um, I mean, goodness, I didn't realize. You see why people let him sit there all that time. He's back. He's back to sitting. Yeah, they got to do something because Derek Anderson, you know, Brady Quinn, they're not the answer. And the, the team that I think is quickly sliding down into this category of of just absolutely awful is the Bills. Where did they go? I mean, Trent Edwards, I never thought was that great, but they lost. They lost by three points at home to a team that completed two passes the whole game. I mean, how do you take away positives from that? That's all I need to know. That's pretty bad. Okay, okay. You're, you're talking about uh, 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 who, who is that Bills. again? The Bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that's another organization, and, and, and they obviously made some really bad mistakes because you know they're firing their coordinator before the season. Uh, I mean, what, what are you doing? They went to the no model you know, of their base offense, which they've now scrapped. The thing I, about I, it is, they were headed in the right direction. They were headed in the right direction. They bring Terrell Owens in. He's not even the problem because they can't get him the ball. But we'll, we'll continue with this. We'll, we're having fun railing on some bad teams today. Uh, we'll be right back on GCOB in the house. This is Voice America Sports.com. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports if you're a fantasy football lover you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial even if you're a novice this could be for you butts and butts along with former nfl linebacker sean barber have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football that's right suicide fantasy football is now available go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details you'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win twenty-five thousand dollars. suicide fantasy football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist there's no draft you select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an nfl team is available to you. The catch is you only use a player one time each season. 
pick Brady Tomas for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team, and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks, no waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Hey, everybody. We are back on G Cobb in the house. Uh, VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with G Cobb. And G, one of the things I never do, I, I've never been, I've never been a big schedule guy. Uh, you, you know how it's a big deal that the schedules come out every year, and then it's big sports radio fodder. And oh, let's go pick what what's our team going to do, what's their record going to be. And it's reasons like this that I really don't look at the schedule. I mean, now I'm just not checking it out just to see what, what's heading up for the Eagles here. Starting on November 15th. They got four out of five games on the road with at Falcons, at Giants in a row. Ouch. Uh, but, and then after that, they host the Niners and then the Broncos. And this is why. Because when you looked at that schedule uh, to start the year, you circled that Broncos game and put a big red W next to it. They were going to be terrible. Now they're 5-0. and And now all of a sudden the Eagles' schedule just got a little tougher. You, you hope it got a little weaker the way the Redskins are playing. That might be two free wins. But they always play the Eagles tough, and you can't do that. But this is really when we're going to find out about this team. And obviously we've been spending time talking about these nothing less than dreadful, dreadful teams. And the Eagles have actually been able to play them at the right time because Dobbins banged up and then you get Curtis banged up, which he'll probably be for the rest of uh, eternity. Westbrook's banged up. And so they got these cupcakes that they were allowed to get Kevin Cobb in there. And then they were able to get some wins playing some pretty bad teams. You get a bye week, Buccaneers, Raiders. That's the Redskins, like I said. Uh, they should win that handily, but you never know when it's a division game. 
But now we're going to start to find out after this. These next couple of weeks, we start to find out how good the Eagles are. And we talked about the Cowboys before. We're going to find out how good they are. And especially the Giants, too, because the Giants have been playing some very, very good football, but against bad teams. Yeah, they won 44-7 to against the Raiders, but it's the Raiders. And although you can make the argument that if you're a good team, you should pound a bad team into the ground, and they've been doing that. They've been pounding them. Uh, so it really starts, let's say, with, We'll get maybe a, we'll get our feet wet with the Redskins in two weeks, and then it's host the Giants, host the Cowboys, and then four out of the five next week are on the road. I mean, how, what's your take on this? Are they going to? Can they come out and show that? I mean, if they come out of that with a relatively decent record, you have to think this team could be serious heading into the postseason. Well, you know, the the the, the thing is that um, during this stretch, we are going to find out about the team, and that's why you know it's important that the they get, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb all the way healthy where he gets by the whole thing with the ribs so he can take a shot and it's no recurrence of that. Uh, we want to get them to the point where, you know, uh, Brian Westbrook uh, can take a hit and his ankle's fine and he's able to contribute and really be the Brian Westbrook that, uh, that we really know him to be. And then that's going to allow them to possibly go in there and do some, and really, really turn some heads. You know, by beating the Giants, by beating the Cowboys, by you know, by beating some of those other teams, they need a healthy Westbrook. They need a healthy McNabb, and uh, then we're going to really find out how good they are. Uh, but uh, I don't know whether they're going to be able to do it or not. But if they do, you know, go on a stretch where they put a bunch of the uh, wins together, then you you know you're looking at a team that's capable of going to the Super Bowl, and they do have that talent. You just wonder if is Macklin going to mature fast enough. Uh, are we going to see McCoy mature fast enough? And are we going to see, really, the big thing is, is Westbrook. Uh, yeah. Are we going to see a Westbrook that's the guy that uh, we've seen in the past who can take over a game and, when thrown in with the other weapons they've got, make them impossible. To, they're really impossible to stop. They've got to stop themselves, you know, unless you're putting pressure on them. Of course, you can put pressure on McNabb. And, and, and stop some of that. But even that will be tough because Westbrook's healthy. You know how he can kill you on screens and draws. That's going to slow down the pass rush. And if he's healthy, look out. Uh, the Eagles are really going to be a tough team to deal with. I agree, and uh, I hate to be a downer on that. I just don't see him ever being what he was. Uh, you know, he and, you know, he, 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 really he doesn't need to be work. as much. Just – just give us, you know, 10 plays or 15 plays and let McCoy in there for some because if he can still be the kind that can, that, that's that big play threat, man, it, 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 there's certain things defense can't do. And, you know, you get into the point where, look, which one are we going to take away on this particular play? And the other one is the other guy's going to be man-to-man. And if they go to that guy, we're in trouble. And, and you know, cause especially, you know, it's, you see uh, Macklin continue to blossom. You're trying to take away Jackson. You, got, you know you got Macklin one-on-one. You, you know you got Selleck with a linebacker trying to cover him. You, you know, you, you cannot cover all those guys. There, there's no defense, I'm telling you. Uh, there's no such well, defense that's set up well, to take all those guys away. I agree, but here's a bigger concern, and we haven't talked about this. Uh, here's some names. Zach Miller, Chris Cooley, uh, Kevin Boss, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Greg Olson. These are the tight ends they face coming up. We, yeah, well, you know, now I'm, 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 their, their defense is not going to be able to stop everybody. But I will tell you this, that if Westbrook were to get healthy enough to be a big play threat, the Eagles can score with all of those teams. They could outscore some of those teams. 
You know, they really could. Uh, I think they've got the potential to do that. I mean, we've already seen all the different elements of it, and uh, I saw it out at training camp, and you just wonder if it's all going to come together. Of course, you still need that line to play well enough to give McNabb time and everything, but he's going to have open receivers to throw to because you're going to have Selleck with a linebacker. You cannot take the safeties and have them dealing with the tight end when you've got Jackson on one side and Macklin on the other. You know, you got to have your safeties worried about those deep guys. So they, they've got to leave Selleck on linebackers. So, and they'll be able to throw the ball. I'm not concerned about that. My concern is they can't run the ball right now without some kind of hokey gadget stuff. I've about had it with the Wildcat. Well, uh, you know what? I wish, that we, I wish what they would do is just say, okay, we're, we're not going to run any, uh, you know, they really don't need Vic, really, to be honest with me. Cause nope. On the Wildcat by saying, okay, we're going to bring in Weaver, we're going to have an extra blocker, and we're just gonna, we're gonna, that's just going to be like our short yard running plays. That's what we're going to do in that. That's when we're going to just run the play. Because, really, Vic is not adding anything. He's, he's really not bringing anything to the table other than making me scratch my head every week. But another thing, and, gee, you mentioned this, too. I know this annoys you, too. How many times are you going to give the ball to Deshaun Jackson in the backfield? Stop it. He's also Stop returning it. punts. This guy's too important to be doing either. And I know, uh, it's, you know, it's not that he's too important. I don't, I don't even care if he wasn't important. Why are you giving the ball to a 165-pound guy behind the line of scrimmage? Come on. <laughs> the guy's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt, <laughs> and that's your biggest weapon on offense. Even, even the punt return stuff. I, when you have a guy that's that good, I'm not thrilled about it sending him back there to return punts. And I don't know if you noticed, toward the end of games, they'll yeah. put him back there. They just have him fair catch it or get away from it. Yeah, you know, I would tell them, hey, look, you know, I, I, I would definitely, and, and, and I would, it's a shame they don't have somebody that just can go back there and catch it. Look, you know, because they've got enough weapons, and this is the whole thing with, with, with Vic, too, is look, of all these years, look, you've got the weapons now. If you, if you were going to be doing Vic, you should have been doing that a few years ago. Now, leave the offense alone. <laughs> just, just let them go out and play, and they're going to score points. You know, uh, you don't need Vic now. <laughs> but, but what are you going to say now? Because what they need to do is these guys just need playing, plays to play and playing time, and they're just going to get better and better. Yeah, at this point, I don't even know what the Vic experience is doing. We don't even know what, what's going to happen later in the year. They might pull the plug on it completely uh, because it's really, really giving them nothing. <laughs> and, you know, we'll see what happens this week against Oakland. Uh, we got to wrap it up for this week. G, thanks for coming on. All and right. you have a great weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. This is G Cobb in the house on Voice America Sports Podcast. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.